That's probably the fastest we've started an episode, just so you know. What, uh, of troubleshooting? Yeah, we're getting better. Welcome to Underqualified Thoughts. My name is Andy Sullivan, and today I'm sitting here with my brother-in-law, Caleb. Caleb, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing great. I stole this from your intro last time, where you asked me how I was doing, and I was hoping you would say, swimmingly, just like I did. <laughs> but you are your own man. What we're going to do today, Caleb, is we're going to go back into the archives, talk about a conversation that we had this time last year, because gift season is upon us. And we're going to talk about where we have a underqualified hot take. Oh, look at you throwing little emojis in our Google Meet call. Look at you celebrating. I love it. Speaking of celebration, it ties directly into what we're going to talk about. The holiday season is upon us. Yep. We're going to talk about gifts. And I think that conversation can easily spill into celebration, how we feel about, you know, making a big to-do of things, anything that's supposed to have ceremony. We can talk about all those things. And before we dive in, I do have to point out, no one can see it, but the viewers need to know, I paid for a haircut for the first time since two days after Lily was born, maybe three days after Lily was born. For those who don't know, Caleb, the man sitting across from me, has been cutting these long, thinning, balding locks for the better part of a year, and it didn't happen this time. What gives, man? So, a couple things on this. Number one, how much did you spend on your haircut? I went to Great Clips, which, by the way, not a sponsor, but if I ever work for Great Clips, this would be the marketing campaign. Imagine the word great clips on the screen, and then it expands, and it says great prices, good enough clips. Great <laughs> clips. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, there's nothing I'm looking at at your hair that screams to me, that's a good haircut. Well, I haven't, I haven't done anything to it. I didn't shower afterwards. My hair's a little greasy. It's the end of the day. It's flat. It's not, no, you know? no, this isn't, this isn't your fault. It's, it's great clips. There's just... Like even the back there, I just, it's just not how I would do it. Oh, that's my head. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're going to touch on the back, but to answer your question, I spent $27. It was $20 flat for the haircut. And then I tipped $7. You tip $7? Yeah. What's your point? What? I'm assuming. I'm assuming that hairdressers are like waiters and waitresses and they don't make a good hourly amount. And so okay. like the difference I'm, I'm, between hmm. Hmm. So let's say let's say I were to tip 20%, that'd be 4 bucks. What's the difference? What's a $3 difference? Like what basically what happens is I've determined I don't look at the price before I go to Great Clips. I know they change regularly and you know, inflation all that jazz. I determine before going into it what price I'm going to pay and whatever brace price they charge me, I just pay the rest of it in. This hurts like me right now. This really hurts. Same me. thing no, with what? Like Caitlin and I, when we go on to eat, we have a general idea. We don't have a hard and fast budget, but you know, loosely when it comes to lunch, well, I'll pay fifteen dollars at most for a lunch and thirty dollars at most for a dinner, unless it's a fancy dinner. And so if we go somewhere and it's a relatively cheap place and we get out i'm not going to say that we always tip this much but there have been a handful of times where you know our meal comes out to be like 45 bucks or something and so i just tip to get it up to 60 because i was already planning on spending 60 so let me be clear i'm not against tipping high in fact i do that quite often at places that i care about it's it's the fact that it's great clips that's 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 where I'm hung up. That's where I'm hung up. Hey man, the people are of equal value to people at better salons. And yeah, I don't I don't think about it that much. I don't I genuinely do not believe at this point that tipping is really based on service because there's just this societal pressure to do it. One Two, now we have more data than ever, and we know that the people are making far less money. You know, their hourly wage is very, very low. And 
Yeah. That this just kind of my when I'm out there tipping at a restaurant, you know, the lowest I'll go. I'll I'll go twenty even if it's bad service. But if you mm-hmm. do great, then I'll actually you know give you well whatever percentage on top of that. Well, gift giving, generosity. It all ties together, doesn't it? Don't put me in a box, but I will say. <laughs> I mean it's definitely it's it's yeah, it helps me to not try and be a Scrooge and stingy and focus on the big wins. I'm not going to save a ton of money by not tipping on the tax and just tipping on the base price. To tie it back in, we have to finish the thought on the back of my head. So the back of my head, I told her, she's, I forgot, you know, Great Clips, they have notes from the last time that you were there. And so they say, do you want something different or do you want to do the same thing? And she told me, she's like, do you want a four faded down to a two? And I said, no, this time I want a three faded down to a one, which she did a pretty good job. The fading is good. You can't blame her for that. And then she went to the, you know, was finishing up. She asked me if I liked the length. And I went, wait a minute. I forgot to mention to cut my calic off. I was like, can you cut the calic off the back of my head? And she was like, absolutely not. You know, she wasn't that strong and like demonstrative about it. But she was made it very clear that she's like, what do you mean? Like, I made it look good. Like, in my professional opinion, I don't think it looks good when you cut the calic off. And she just was like, sell, sell, sell on me keeping this calic. And I was like, I've heard this song and dance before. Everyone's like, keep the calic. It's going to be great. You know, it's grown out. So like I did these things to make it settle nicer. I was like, man, this thing has a mind of its own. Caleb has learned. He's tried to leave it there. You just got to cut it off. No, cut it off. I, I, I I No, cut it off. But it was at that point where I had made my opinion known a couple times that I disagreed with her and she kept saying it. And then at that point, she said, in my professional opinion, which I thought about it afterwards. I was like, that's not your professional opinion. That's your opinion. And you happen to be a professional because a professional opinion, maybe I, I don't understand the definition of it well enough. I was like, there's, there's enough differing opinion that not all hairdressing professionals will say the same thing. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. You should want, be able to walk into any barber that's like licensed and say, hey, this is what I want. They might not like it, but they're going to do it and they're going to make it look the best they can. So they might disagree with how your head looks at the end of the day. But Well, so I appreciate her telling me we can argue about the semantics of what a professional opinion is, but I appreciate her. She goes, trust me. And I'm like, okay, we'll do it. And so that was a fun experience. And now I have a calic on the back of my head and we'll see how it looks. And the one, that's why I got this haircut to circle all the way back to saying, what gives, why didn't you cut my hair? It's because I haven't seen you in person at your house since July which is crazy that it's been that long, especially because now we see each other at least once a week at work. But yeah, I haven't been to your house, so I haven't got my hair cut, and Lily's about to turn one, and we're going to take our one-year-old pictures with her, and Caitlin was like, you need a haircut one to, or one week to a week and a half ahead of time, and I said, okay, got it done. Can you just spin around real quick one more time? I've been trying to give you the look. All right, here you go. Oh my goodness. I'll go the other direction for you too. It's it. Okay. Yeah. I don't like the cowlick. I don't like how I just don't like it. I'm sorry. Sorry. This feels like I I knew I was poking a bear, but I didn't realize I was poking the bear this much, but this is fun for me. It's like two rival hairdressers and one styles my hair. One one styles it the other. I I I don't mean to demean hairdressers and barbers and things because some, some barbers, they go to school and it's art, okay? If your first job out of barber school is great clips, it's not art, okay? You're just doing haircuts, okay? Are you tracking? Oh, well, she asked, she made some comment at the end. I can't remember what it was. She made a joke. She's like, so do you want a, a star? Or she's, do you want polka dots or stripes in the back? And I said, if you can give me a nice lightning bolt, that would be great. Or I said, my do- we call out my daughter Lilybug. So if you can give me a nice ladybug in the back, that'd be great. So we laughed about that. So she had great rapport. I'm I'm bothered right now. That conversation was art. Okay. The conversation that I had with the hairdresser, that is. 
All right, so we're going to digress because if I'm looking at the time correctly, you know what? I'm going to edit this, so I don't know what time it's going to be. We've spent a lot of time talking about haircuts, and the reason I brought it up, one, is because it happened, and two, we love tangents, but three, you cutting my hair is a gift. I save money, we get to spend time together, and it perfectly ties into this episode. So Caleb, tell me why, if you love giving me haircuts as a gift, why do you and I dislike the gift-giving season that is upon us so much? Did I ever say I didn't love giving gifts? I didn't say that. That's not how I phrased the question. Okay, then. (laughs) I don't mind giving gifts. In fact, I like giving gifts, especially if I can put real brain power into it. Okay, like really think about it. Really do something about it. I The worst thing... What? Like my hair? Sure. Uh, I cut Hunter's hair the other day. And I'm telling you right now, his hair went from not good to like good. And then the next day when I saw him, I almost fell over because it was great. (laughs) Are you telling me that you give haircuts like when you make a soup and the flavors develop and then the next day it's even better? I'm serious. Next day haircuts are... They are they are good, okay? Because the hair has had time well, to Well, so settle. hold on. Exactly. Then you just need to give a break. This haircut was made or made. This haircut happened three hours ago. Give it a break. Oh, okay. Maybe hmm. we'll see about that. Anyway, all right. Now I'm just gonna have to cut out all of the audio before because you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I saw him the next day and I was just in shock. Okay, good haircut. Turn to great haircut. This gift you give people has to continue getting better. Okay. The thing is, here it is. Let's go back to the haircut real quick. With Hunter and even your hair, well, you've ruined it now. But with with Hunter, the next time I cut his hair, it's gonna look even better because the cut prior made it right. The next cut's gonna make it even better and better. So, in my opinion. So we're we're gonna put a pin in this hair thing and move on. Oh, and I'll just sorry. add, you had, I did tell the hairdresser that you had gotten better and that it looked rough in the beginning when you first did it, but each time you got better at cutting the hair, especially once you realized you didn't have to cover the fact that I was going bald and just to let it happen. That's when you really started peaking. Yeah. What did she say about that? We'll digress. Okay. Anyway, gift giving is similar in the fact that I... I'm okay with giving gifts. I I like giving gifts. They're not going to be super expensive. I'm sorry. But they're going to have meaning, and hopefully it'll be something you keep using. Like a hangboard. Like the seven jars of pickled beets you got me last Christmas? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The hangboard hangboard, has been used a little bit. I need to mount it here. Basically, the setup in our last apartment, I had the hangboard hanging on the strings from a pull-up bar, and then that room got turned into Lily's nursery. So it definitely has not been used as much as either of us would desire, but now I'm trying to figure out a place where we can hang it up here, and then it can actually get good use. Yeah. Now, the, the flip side, well, that's where you're at with giving gifts. Now, just just let it all out, Caleb. This is a therapy session, just like that episode with Lauren when you just went off on your uh, old campus ministry. Talk to us about how receiving gifts makes you feel. Uncomfortable. Unwanted. Unloved. What else do you want? You're telling me you've never received a gift that made you feel loved, uh, wanted, and comfortable. Okay, what it really is, it's just so uncomfortable. I don't like receiving, I don't like being a center of attention. I don't like receiving unwanted praise. Like, I don't want, it's just a birthday. It's just. So I'm with you on that. That's what I kind of toyed the line with, with us talking about ceremony. I think we both have a low value for ceremony. Yes. I don't care about a birthday party for myself. I really wasn't interested in throwing a birthday party for Lily, not because I wanted to squash her fun, but because she won't remember it. And 
Caitlin's not a big birthday person either, so that's not a high value for either of us. However, we understand it's also for family. They haven't seen Lily in a while, all those things. So we're going to do it. If I was to just think back to my last birthday and Christmas, and then my last birthday before that. So like two birthdays ago and Christmas. I can remember, well, cash and checks don't really count. Because at that point, you're just swapping cash with your family. So, like, whatever. The You mean like we used to do for our birthdays? Yeah. And then we just did the math and realized that because Caitlin and I are the same age and Kami is two years older and you're two years younger, that we basically were just swapping money every single year? No, I mean, I mean that's seriously how it works. I mean, anyway, it, it doesn't take any time, energy, or thought, or energy. Like, okay, so... Let's go back to my last birthday. I got cash. Normal. Mama, this doesn't count, but she gave me her truck. It just, that does not count. That counts because you tried to run away from that just like every other gift. And I was like, take the daggum truck, dude. I did try to run away from it. But it didn't really feel more, it felt more like a, hey, Caleb, I'm getting rid of this truck. Can you take it from me? That, it makes me, whatever. Okay, then Christmas, I'm, th- I'm thinking, because I can't remember what was exchanged, other than the shirt. So, ironically, and for the viewers that haven't heard this already, I'm not going to bear the humiliation again, but essentially, everyone knows I don't love gifts. We were doing a white elephant gift exchange. They said, Caleb, you go first. Here's your gift. Okay, great. I open it. It's a Apartment 9 V-neck t-shirt. I'm like, thanks. I love these shirts. I do, actually. And, and then they said, oh, wait, we have one more. And it turned out there was eight more or so of the same shirt, different colors. Really embarrassing. I want to tell the story with a little more flair because it deserves it. Before I start, do you know which episode we talked about it in? I don't. A little underqualified thoughts trivia. I was thinking about this earlier today when I was thinking about topics for the surprise episode. I'm pretty sure it's when we interviewed Kendall because we told the story and she was egging it on while we were sharing that story. Yeah, that's probably right. Sweet memes. Good times. The first mistake you made was leaving North Carolina and going to your side of the family for Thanksgiving because then we were able to just think and make jokes and laugh without any of your supervision. I don't know how it started. I don't know whose idea it was. By the way, I don't know if it's called White Elephant. I think it's Secret Santa. Yeah, yeah, Secret Santa. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, yeah. Basically, every year at Thanksgiving, we get together, put everyone's name in a hat or whatever, pull a name out. That's the person you get. You can't get your spouse. So we're all drawing names, and you weren't there and McKamey wasn't there but I think McKamey had sent her list ahead of time the rule is uh, another rule we're is gonna that come you back have to that. provide a list we're coming back to that you have to provide a list of gifts that you want uh, there's the hundred dollar limit and you have to have the list ready by the time the names are drawn on Thanksgiving so you hadn't made a list McKamey probably had and that's when the ideas started flowing of what we could get for Caleb. Obviously, we wanted to toe the line of it being a joke where we like gave you a hard time, but then you actually walked away with something you enjoyed. I, I, I'm going to give myself credit. I don't know if I actually should give myself credit, but I think it was me for the Apartment 9 V-necks. I was like, this is something that he'll actually enjoy. You know, Buy him a ton of things he doesn't care about, and then it just wouldn't be fun for anyone. That night, we came up with that idea, and we were all, Pam and I were on Coles' website, just going in, looking at Apartment 9 V-necks, trying to get the right color. We already knew your size, trying to make sure, hey, has anyone seen Caleb in this color shirt before? We don't want to get him one he already has. Like It was, it was honestly a lot of fun, us like putting it together. And then Christmas comes around, and we made sure that you went first. You were given your full array of a gift, like your 
batteries and your t-shirt and your whatever ounce that you got. And then they went, okay, so-and-so, or who's next? And someone stood up and walked over to you and handed you a package. And you started freaking out. You're like, no, 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 no. What's happening? Stop this. And then a couple t-shirts later, you turned on McKamey and you were like, or you didn't turn on her. You were, you either turned on her or you were looking to her out of desperation for help. Like, stop. Why is this happening? Yeah. And it just kept going all the way until every single person in the room gave you an apartment nine V-neck and you were dejected. But I do think your favorite apartment nine V-neck came out of that. I'm pretty sure you big fan of the mauve shirt. Am I right? Yeah, that's a good color. I really, I was wearing that earlier today, I think, or yesterday, maybe. Uh, really good shirt. Let's let's circle back real quick. Midway in. There it is. Specific to um, Secret Santa, but not unfamiliar to the rest of the gift giving world. There are these things called lists. Maybe it's that I don't. May, maybe this is true. Maybe it's that I don't mind gifts so much as I hate lists of things. Maybe that's what it is. Because if I've given, okay, here, here's how it is. Andy, if I was to buy you a gift right now, well, one, I probably wouldn't know what to get you because you don't really need anything that, exactly. you know what I mean? Exactly. You know, yeah, like you don't really need anything. You're probably going to buy it anyway if you needed it. So at that point, I'm left with what does Andy just superfluously want? And, and then I just get into kind of junky things that you don't, have much purpose anyway i think this is a modern idea by the way i don't think this is a uh, old idea i mean yeah it's certainly not old that's a good underqualified thought we have no data to back that up you just pulled that up no yeah but i i think this is i think this is a our generation thing notice how i'm not saying the next generation i think it's a us generation well it could be our parents generation you know if we just want to link it to consumerism in america you know you were making more products for people to buy you come up with more marketing campaigns to convince people to buy the the more that you've created there could be some traction there versus and obviously we're like mid upper 20s now so like listen the childish kind of juvenile aspects of gift giving is different hold on we are not mid we are upper 20s my guy i'm more mid than you (laughs) well yes but you're 26 right yeah well in my mind you'll always be 21 but that's a whole nother story for another day (laughs) maybe i maybe you can get away with it with saying 24 to 26 is mid but i'm gonna say once you're past 25 you're past mid you're upper 20s my guy yeah, whatever. So, however you want to view it. I, I just think perhaps it's because that idea of a list is so juvenile that I cringe at thinking of me producing a list at Christmas again for Secret Santa. Because the fun of the... Well, I don't want to say the fun of the world is gone. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> because it's it's just different is what it is. Being a kid... Well, to be fair, when I was a kid, it didn't really, uh, even gift giving when I was like 10 or five or whatever, like I just, I don't, I don't look back and think, oh, wow, like those were just the happiest moments of my childhood. I think more of the, I think more of the life experiences with my siblings. I think of vacations we went on. I don't think about whatever I got when I was eight. This is good. I have another point that I want to go back to. But I did want to ask while we're here, what are your favorite gifts from your childhood? I know you just said that they aren't the highlights, but there have to be some gifts that you look back on and were like, that was awesome. That really surprised me. That made me really happy, etc. Okay. I got a, I think I was like seven or eight, maybe a little older. My parents would know, obviously, but I got this upgrade from a smaller elementary sized bikes to like the what I would call the mountain bike the one that has a shock in the middle and like the front shock it's just one of those Walmart bikes for $100 but like it's I was like wow I finally got the bike like the bike you finally made it yeah the bike to end all bikes like it was huge on me but I was like this is the one so I remember that really well 
but that's really it. Interesting. I have a few more than that. So my story would be a little bit different than yours in that I did really enjoy gifts when I was younger. I can think of a lot of times. I My first bike, that was a big Christmas moment. I got a baseball bat one Christmas that I was desperately wanted. And other things, like I think one Christmas my dad got us tickets to go see. My dad went to the Naval Academy, so we got to see the Naval Academy play Boston College for their bowl game. Funny enough, I didn't put this together until years later. It was in Charlotte. So that was my first time Hmm. going to Charlotte. I was in elementary school. We lived in Virginia at the time. Maybe I was in middle school. But again, like you said, my parents would know the exact age better. But that was a funny thing to realize once I had moved to Charlotte. And I saw advertisements for the Meineke Car Care Bowl. And I was like, wait a minute. That was the bowl game I went to. That's crazy. And that was, you know, those three gifts there are probably the top three gifts I ever got. But something changed. I don't know when. Don't know if it was a traumatic thing. Don't know if it was just like a maturing and a personality thing. But yeah, at this point, I'm with you where gift giving feels like a little juvenile. It's We should still give gifts to, if we want to just pick a number, anyone under 18. You can get a gift for them within our family. But I don't, I'm not really on board with the Secret Santa, mainly because of the list thing that you said. There's not really anything that I want under a hundred dollars that I wouldn't just buy for myself already. The things that I want that I haven't bought for myself are over a hundred dollars, I would say, just to generalize it. And the list thing, it just feels like, so this is what happened last year. I had to come up with a list. I thought of something I wanted. It was those nice outdoor chairs that have the feature where they can rock but they were $65 and because of the $100 limit you got me and you're like well I can buy one chair and so when I was making my list they said you can't just put one item on the list especially if you like I was like I just want one chair like it doesn't you don't have to get me $100 with the stuff but because you felt the pressure to buy $100 with the stuff you bought me seven jars sorry you bought me six jars of pickled beets and then Pam for the other gift giving exchange bought me another one. To be fair, I've pretty much finished all of them in a year. But point is, you just bought me a bunch of pickled beets because I didn't have anything <laughs> else to put on my list. And and someone else bought me batteries for my flashlights. And my batteries are your beets. Well, you didn't get seven jars of them. I mean, I'm the guy that puts <laughs> car parts on my list. That was the best. What was it? Did we buy you handles one year? Yeah, 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 handles for my car. Uh, so here, here it is. If if you're my family, listening to this, mom, shout out Caleb's mom. It's it's not that I I, I think I'm not going to redact what I said earlier. It's not that I hate gifts. It's that I really I don't feel any more loved than no. Let me get this right. If you're going to give me a gift, don't ask me for a list. Okay? Just give me a gift. Think through what I like. Go for it. I agree with that. Problem is, I can't live that out. My thing is, when that personality shift or whatever changed where I was no longer interested in getting gifts on Christmas, the thing that drove me up a wall was when someone would buy me a gift that I didn't care about. Oh, that's so bad. Or I wasn't going to use, or I know I didn't like. You and I have very little filter in the first place, (laughs) but I have even less of a filter when that happens. Because I don't like it. In the past, I give my mom a hard time, but to be fair, when I was a kid, my mom got me some really good gifts. So I don't think that my mom got worse at gift giving. We maybe had less communication towards each other of like what my interests were. And so maybe that's what caused the gifts that she got me to not fit what I wanted when I was older. Or maybe I was just in that phase where my parents could have got me anything and I would have hated it because I was rebellious or whatever. But my mom got me a handheld poker game because I would put that on TV. Like it was before the days of streaming, before the days of 
you know, YouTube on my phone where I could just watch whatever I wanted. And so I would just put on whatever was on cable. And Sundays when there wasn't NFL or baseball to watch, I would just put on the World Series of Poker because there's nothing else to watch on TV. And so my mom saw me watching that, thought that I liked that, and bought me a handheld poker game. And I never opened it. Not once. And I put it on the shelf of my closet. And then I'm moving out for college. And my parents are helping me pack up. And my mom sees that. And she, I just see the look on her face. She, you know, was sad that I hadn't opened it. And she goes, I thought you really liked it. And I just had to look her in the eyes and say, no, I didn't. (laughs) And... It just felt like one of those things where if you avoid talking about it, it gets so much worse. So for better and (laughs) certainly for worse, I have become more expressive of don't buy me something I don't want, which I'm confident has a little bit of why we have a list. And Caitlin's told me I have a reputation in the family where if I put something on the list, whoever gets me does not dare to get anything off of the list because of how often I speak about how I don't want anything that's not on the list. So I feel like I'm in a catch 22. I don't put the time and effort in to make a list. And then I put crap on a list that I don't actually care about. And then people aren't willing to get me stuff off the list because of the opinions that I've said in the past. Oh, I'm, that's just, I know. I think, I think the gift we are giving is the fact that we are receiving gifts. We have tried to not have gifts for Christmas. There are family members who are on our side who will be will remain nameless because we don't want to expose them. But then there are family members who, if we stop giving gifts, I don't know what they would do with themselves. They love. But it's interesting. It's interesting because they don't they don't want to receive gifts. It's not like I know people that give gifts purely because that's how they want to receive love and care. But they aren't that. Right. Well, they could be. No, then I don't think I don't think they are. If they were, we wouldn't be buying them gifts back. It would just be the aunts and uncles buying us gifts. But the fact that we do the gift exchange. Well, not necessarily. No, I don't think so. All right, I'm just I'm just here to caveat your statement. I don't know if it's that black and white. Come on, Caleb, it can't be that black and white. But <laughs> you could be close that they care far more about giving gifts than receiving them. I think they do. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, We have now reached the time of the show and the time of the year where Caleb and I are going to stop processing our personal lives because our personal lives are about to get integrated with our extended family for the next two months. Therefore, processing our personal lives would be airing out our opinions on extended family, which isn't a good look for us. And 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 yeah, the people have to know that we, we do love our families very much, but... Honestly, I think it's just you're you're putting a lot of people in the same room at the same time. The room gets hot, it gets stuffy. <laughs> Everyone gets full of food they really shouldn't eat, um, and it's not the greatest. <laughs> hey, man! Just like we should prepare our lists beforehand, lose your weight, eat healthy before the holidays. I know that I shouldn't be eating that food, but I'm not eating that food 24-7 throughout the rest of the year. So I'm going to throw down when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I am I will eat the food. I will eat food that's there from a singular person that shall remain nameless. And I will eat very specific foods and I will eat very specific food. I, I, can't, I can't do it. Like, I, I just can't, I can't do this, like, church potluck dinner that has 20 side dishes and four entrees and five desserts and oh no just give me one of each this is the most unhinged you have ever been you said last episode was bad because you were a little too rambly when i'm normally the rambly one you're you've flown off the handle here i love this i really haven't i'm just you asked me to express myself about gift giving and christmas and thanksgiving so oh it's just can we not just have some tacos why can't we just have some tacos (laughs) for either of them we have tacos at other times of the year 
with some cilantro and nachos or something. And, and get some sopapilla cheesecake out or something. I don't know. Something. Anything. Calm down, Tex-Mex. I get salsa. it. Texas is a different country. Enchiladas, fajitas. You are not used to our American traditions. I very much am in favor of the traditional turkey Thanksgiving meal. And I also love, love me some roast beef that comes at Christmas. And steaks. Well, yeah, steaks are good, but those aren't Christmas or Thanksgiving meals. They aren't? Not in my, not in my country. Not in my tradition. The turkey, it's called Turkey Day for a reason. You have turkey at Thanksgiving. You can have other meats there, but turkey no, 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 needs to be the main one. about the Christmas Eve. Oh. Well, hold on. Hold on. We're, we don't have to go into Christmas Eve. Cocktail shrimp. <laughs> but on Christmas, if, have you seen The Grinch? Uh, no. So, The Grinch, uh, whatever. The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I think that's the official title. He has a roast beast. And basically what it is, if you look at the animation, it's a roast beef. So I grew up eating a roast beef for Christmas. And then to come into Caitlin's family and see that they do that as well. I'm right at home. Very happy. Give me that prime rib. I think it's prime rib, whatever the roast is. And it's so good. I'm going to cut all that out. You just, you're getting unhinged. So we're going (laughs) to circle it back. We're going to tighten it up. Good thing I don't listen to the podcast. I'm glad that we were able to have this expose because you're right. In the beginning, you said that you hate gift receiving. And I'm glad that you talking through it and externally processing, you realize that you don't necessarily hate gift receiving. You hate the fact that you have to create a list and it feels manufactured and like it's an exchange and it's not genuine. So that's different than saying I hate gifts. Well... I don't know what to say. I know that not everyone can be in my life. So like some aunt or uncle or grandma, whatever, whoever, they're not going to know exactly what I'm, my life is like and what I do and, and whatnot, what my interests are. And that's why I still maintain the idea that gift giving should be, if it is a thing, voluntary. Right? I'm with you. I understand that even as adults that we have certain things that we're not able to, what's the word? Like emotional regulation isn't the word, but there are some things that like as adults, you know, we quote unquote should be more mature. We should be better. And there are things like if everyone didn't do it a certain way, like I would be frustrated by it. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but you see me react sometimes when people do things. I'm like, what are you doing? This is how it should be done. It just seems that our immediate family has that as far as the traditional Christmas gift giving values. Like we think it should be optional. There doesn't have to be a dollar amount limit. Like you can buy a $30 gift and I can buy a $200 gift. And that shouldn't be a problem because the thoughtfulness is what was behind it. But I understand the value of the rules to kind of make it fair and even, and not make anyone feel guilty for not getting an expensive enough gift or not Socialism. making anyone feel shame for not getting a gift. Hey man, we're not a we're not a fully democratic country anyway. <laughs> we have some social. Sh- have, have you seen our sports? Look at all those drafts. The worst team gets the best player. Come on. I don't know any of that. I always say I don't understand why American sports are the most socialist sports in the world. Well, I mean, I get what you're saying, you know, like if, if Johnny gets uh, like a $300 gift and Susie Q over here gets like $50, like, what does that say about people in love? You know, like, but ultimately like putting love in the form of money in terms of a gift is like a bad idea anyway. So that that's kind of also where I go at it. Right. I just think some of the best gifts I've given are the ones where I spend time making something for someone. I've done it several times, and when I put care into that, I feel like there's more impact. Time is money, the phrase that's said often. It's one thing if the $50 gift was just bought from something random on Amazon and the $300 gift was something that someone cared about. You know, I think there would be, if there's some algorithm where it's, or some formula where it's like, if you're not going to spend this much money, you should spend this much time thinking about it. And, but that's not how the world works. But I agree with you that, you know, 
money is a tool. That's how we measure things uh, and determine their value for better or for worse. And so it does look odd when one person gets a $50 gift and one person gets a $300 gift. My thought is that, and my argument for not having the gift limit is since we're doing Secret Santa and we're getting a different person each year, all we have to do is add a rule where I can't get, like the last two years, I've gotten Pam, which is our mother-in-law. And we just make a rule you. where, I, like, yeah, we'll just make a rule that it'll be more difficult, but to have more freedom and more boundary or more room to operate, we would just have to put in more boundaries where we would draw a person. It can be your spouse. We'll take that rule off. And then you just can't get the same person. And that's that. Like you can't get the same person as the year before. So one year I get the person who really loves gift giving and is wealthy. So I get a great <laughs> $300 gift. But then the next year I get like you get someone like me where it's like I'm, I don't put a lot of thought into it, but I'll, I'll spend a decent amount of money on it. I'm not going to you know, buy you hundreds of hundreds of dollars, but I'll go over the hundred dollar limit. Sure. And then you'll get someone like, you know, one of our cousins who's younger, who doesn't have that much money, but they're thoughtful and you'll get a nice $50 gift from them. And I just, I do feel like the rigid hundred dollar rule, we have to make the list. You have to spend pretty much exactly a hundred dollars. It's needed in some cases just to avoid conflict but if we have a more open conversation about it and have a longer term view of it, knowing that over the course of a decade, we're going to get this about the same amount of gifts, like monetary wise, then I think it would be fine. It's just, you know, maybe there is an idealized image of every Christmas being the best Christmas ever or it being very similar. And that's why we're doing the same things over and over again. Yeah. And if someone was just to listen to this out of the blue, it might sound like we're ungrateful. We're not that. We're just trying to, in some ways, we're setting the example for our families in the future. Think about it that way. Because am I just going to be giving a ton of gifts to Miriam all the next 25, 30, 50 years or whatever? Probably not. Will I be giving really intentional gifts? Yeah. Will you be spending a ton of money on her? Yep regardless <laughs> <laughs> so and that's what i'm saying like money for in this case is kind of out of the equation in my opinion it's not about money it's about putting your brain to work putting your like i just i don't understand i just don't understand so i like the way that you're framing it it is good to say and I think it's accurate. We we definitely got lost along the way. We went on tangents, but that's what we do. We are externally processing and talking through why we don't like something rather than just saying, I don't like it. I hate it. Get it out of my life. We can't or well, we can, but we're not going to because we do love our family. We do care about them. We want to participate in things that make them happy. We need to understand for ourselves why it bothers us so much. And I think we've nailed it down. We don't like how manufactured it is. We don't like how ritualistic for the sake of ritual it is because it makes it feel like it takes a lot of the thought out of it. Something that I know I could do better on my end is I could spend more time preparing a list. I wouldn't have as much of an issue of people buying me things on a list that I don't care about if I just was proactive and made a list for myself. I can throw my hands up and complain all I want about not liking lists, just like you. I'm on the same page with you, but that doesn't solve the problem. Or it doesn't, you know, it's not me putting my best foot forward. And yep. if I want to have an opinion and a voice in future Christmases, how we do this, I have to give a little to be able to make my voice heard. And that's not like, a, you know, me trying to be a controlling, manipulative businessman who gives something here so I can get something later, but just a general of someone's going to listen to me and care about my opinion if I listen to them and care about their opinion. I think birthdays are also a really good example because what means more to me than a gift is if one of my friends or family actually texts me or calls me on my birthday. Who are you calling out? The majority of the people I know. Um... There's been some birthdays where 
I think I got like two or three texts from like my family and that's it. <laughs> Honestly, I wish. Really? Yeah, I'm that's a whole nother thing for another episode. We've spent too much time, but you know, hey, what the heck? Maybe I'll edit a ton of it out and we'll have time for this. I don't have enough time to deep dive into all of the reasons why I don't like birthdays, but I really, really don't like birthdays. I'm very comfortable with all of the attention being on me. I'm very comfortable with being in a large social setting. But for some reason, I felt this way at our wedding too. I like, Uh you know, accidentally finding myself in the center of the room. But the, the main purpose of the event isn't me. Like, so I can step into the middle of the room and then step out of the middle of the room. Like I have that ability whatever like i tell a story it's funny but then i move to the side but i what i don't like is that it's focused it's pointed on you it to other people birthdays are a really big deal so they assume it's a really big deal for you they say hey let's do something for you because it's your birthday and i was like well why don't we do something for me on a random day in july (laughs) because you actually care about me and yep. why don't I do that? And to be fair, why don't I do the same thing for you on a day that's not your birthday? Yep. It, it feels like another manufactured thing where it's like checking a box. It's like, I told this person happy birthday, so I care about them. So I'm a good friend rather than, you know, taking time to think thoroughly through how to care for that person on a random day when everything seems normal. Well, and, and that with the birthday thing for me, it's not that I care it's that i know that the cultural norm is to care and so if i'm getting like three or four texts from like family only it's like hmm do my friends know me and or are they also familiar with the cultural norms i don't know it's a whole discussion it is cultural but yeah like at the end of the day it like i wouldn't be offended if i just forgot my birthday personally as well (laughs) I don't know. There's a weird balance in there. There is, because I I almost, again, far too much to talk about to, to tease this all today, but I almost dread my birthday coming because I know I'm getting all those texts. I know I'm going to get all those people, even coworkers who aren't close to me, just making a big deal about it. Like, oh, happy birthday, da-da-da-da. And Caitlin has helped me with this. I used to be myself. I used to make a big deal about it, say like, who cares? Like my mom did all the hard work. She's the one who pushed me out. I just showed up two weeks late. Like I would deflect either by making jokes or just by being rude. Just, I don't want your attention on my birthday. Just it's a normal day to me. It doesn't matter to me. Stop, stop making a big deal about it. But Caitlin has helped me where she's like the quickest way to diffuse it is just say thank you and nothing else. So same thing with Normally, people would ask me when my birthday is, and I would dodge the question. I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, it was a couple months ago, or, like, I would just be, unless they specifically, like, kept pressing and were like, what day is it? I wouldn't tell them. <laughs> and so, Caitlin's like, if you just tell them, like, first time they ask, they're not going to think anything twice of it, and they're just going to move on. I'm like, yeah. So, I've been trying that out. I've, I think I've been getting less texts each year, hopefully. If you know me, don't text me on my birthday. But see, now that I said that, someone's going to... See, this is the whole thing. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird deal. I think, for me, it just goes back to, like, like you said, hey, are you... Are are, are we being intentional intentional with our lives outside (laughs) of the things that are memorable? You know, like birthdays and Christmas. How many times for me, like, how many times do I just go take one of my friends and we go somewhere? And I, like, take them out, you know? Not very often. The only time I can think about it is when I show up to y'all's place and just go, hey, I want to go rock climbing. Caleb, do you want to go rock climbing? Yeah, but I don't want to pay for it. Cool. We're going anyway. I'll pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. But then again, that's not even something like I'm not. Like I'm not taking you to go golf and paying for it. I'm doing something that I want to do that you would enjoy doing, but it's not your ideal way to spend a day. And then I'm just removing the friction by whatever friction that you said. Like if you had said, oh, but 
I have to mow the lawn first. I'd be like, all right, I'll help you with your yard work. What What do we got to do to get to the climbing gym? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, maybe I should do this. Maybe since you're the money bags, maybe I should just say, <laughs> hey, hey, Andy, I'm gifting you with this. Let, let's go. Let's go rock climb. But you're going to pay. <laughs> you rat. It's the thought that counts. We need to clarify, Caitlin is the money bags now. Her new job, she makes more money than me now. So, Didn't she make more money than you than in the last job? Uh, I don't think so. And if it was, it was close. Uh, she might have made like... Oh, I remember. She made one grand more than me on her base salary, but I had bonus opportunity and she doesn't. So as long as I got a bonus more than a grand, I would have made more than her. Oh, I see. I see. But now her base salary is higher than my base. Plus, if I get the maximum bonus I was eligible for. You know, that is pretty crazy. <laughs> that is pretty crazy when you think about it. Man, those two income lives right there. That's a, that's a different world. The dinks were the good old days. Dual income, no kids. Crazy. And it was the good old days... Honestly, actually, it probably wasn't the good old days because that was back when we talked about all of my issues with the hard issue of generosity. Uh, we had as as much money and margin. Like, you know, we make more money now because we're further on in our careers, but we have more expenses. So we had more margin back then, but I didn't feel like we had that much margin because I was so Scrooge. I was, I mean, you could probably tell a difference in me in the last two years versus the two before that. Like didn't want to spend any extra money, was trying to save up aggressively for retirement and a house, and that was just my laser focus. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't think I would notice too much just because finances are more of a private issue most of the time. And we're pretty open about it, but we're trying to change that. Talk about your finances, people, with your friends and family. And what I was going to say was we should talk at some point about what it looks like to have similar, if not the same debt to income ratios because i was thinking about you me and another person that we both know mutually that we all are at different we're all at different income levels we're all at different debt levels but holistically we're at the same place yeah you're gonna have to work on not using hand motions i don't know i don't know how what's that word i always forget that word well, we have the same level of margin. Margin. The same level of margin. I.e., all of us are going to be poor at the same time. Like, all of us would end <laughs> up on the streets at the same time. <laughs> well, it just means that we have the same amount of, ready for the big word, discretionary income. Yeah. Yeah. That just means the ma- like the same thing with, like, you can be paycheck to paycheck whether you make 100 grand or 20 grand because if you spend all of your money... You don't have any money left over. Which is so interesting. It, I think that's so interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, that's something we can definitely maybe talk about another day. We've been all over the place today. This is a good This is a good throwback episode where we tried to have a topic and we just went all over the place trying I to mean, talk about it. I think we it. nailed it. I mean, it's, it's just about refra- reframing the gift discussion. That's what it is. Yeah, instead of, we definitely need to not make it personal. When we say we hate gifts, we don't hate the people who give us the gifts. Yep. The thing that we dislike is the structured nature of it, which takes away from the genuine, heartfelt expressing of love. 